0: Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen and I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping and the theme this week is
1: other people's children. I don't want them. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem.
0: Jen. Hello. I like your shirt. Thank you. It's a Star Wars shirt. It says R2-D2 on it. Actually, it has a picture of R2-D2 and it. it says Star Wars. That's great. I also wore a blazer with it to be like, I may be wearing a kid's shirt, but I'm still a professional woman. I still do business in an office. Yeah, I do business. I have somewhere to go every day.
1: R2D2 is not incongruent with my getting business done. Business. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. My worms are good. Plants are good. I'm enjoying spring. Spring has me sprung. Spr- <laughs> spring has got you lit up. I am lit up. Every day I look at the weather. And I'm like, it's a little bit warmer today. I thought you didn't like warm weather. I hate it. Yeah. But the good news is that, okay, so uh, I know I talked to you before about I got over my crowd anxiety by volunteering at conventions and mm-hmm. being in huge crowds of people. So I found that if I find something I love within something I hate, it helps a lot. And all of the plants I have are um, like tropicals. So like they're all, they all love heat and humidity, which are two things that I hate. Deeply. They are your opposite. <laughs> they are not, I don't like it. Also, so I got these little plastic um, shelves that suction cup onto your windows. So I have plants all over my windows. Oh, I've seen those. So i do not to deal with the sun in my face anymore. That is such a good idea.
0: Way to adapt, Trin.
1: Thank you. I'm uh, I'm legit in, in my adulthood trying to find how to deal with things that make me angry. Yeah. So, <laughs> So, uh, my partner and I (laughs) were taking a nice spring midday walk. It was like 62 degrees. Oh, I did
0: that last night. It was amazing. I was
1: angry. I don't like the sun. As you know, Jen sunshine actually makes me angry.
0: Yeah, I know. I remember one time someone like opened the blinds at the office and you yelled, no, the day star burns us. Yes. That sounds like me.
1: That sounds like something I would say. Yep. I remember when, when my partner and I first started dating and he figured out that I hated the sun. We were taking a walk, just a short jaunt from his apartment to a restaurant. And the whole time I'm like, I hate this. I hate The planet, I hate. I was just so full of like burning hatred, and I slowly figured out it was because I was hot and wet and lights and everything. (laughs) So now I have sunglasses on me all the time. Very smart. I wear sunscreen every day. Yep, everyone should. I own three hats. I was gonna say you got to get one of those like umbrella hats. I do do want to get those. those? I do, and I had one in my youth, Um, but uh, right now because I don't want to spend money, I'll be wearing my uh, nature museum themed baseball hats, of which I have.
0: Three. That's delightful.
1: So, uh, so, yeah, I'm trying. And, oh, last thing that I did, I am actually wearing weather-appropriate clothing instead of trying to cover every inch of my body with a gigantic cardigan every day. Oh,
0: so you're trying to make yourself more comfortable in the warm weather. Yes. I, uh, yeah, I made this mistake the other day. I usually take the bus home when it's warm out. So, like, um, it just started getting, like, bus-appropriate weather for me in the last couple of weeks. So, I went to take the bus home, and I was wearing a sweater, and I was wearing boots. And oh my God, boots is hot. It was so hot, Trin. I was disgusting afterwards. I was so sweaty. Got to dress for the commute.
1: You do. That's the thing. It's like, so it usually takes me until about July to be like, okay, I'll admit it. The weather's warmer all now. Right. It is summer. Right. So like, you know, uh, so I'm already cutting all the legs off of my jeans, making them into jorts. I'm jorts. starting, starting it early. It's
0: short season, baby. Open-toed shoes. Oh God. No. I don't like open-toed shoes. <laughs>
1: like, I mean, I support, Okay. I am open-toed shoes, neutral. If you want to wear open-toed shoes, if you want to show that toe cleave.
0: You have to take care of those babies. What
1: do you think about gorilla shoes, when the toe shoes? What do you think about them?
0: <laughs> I think, do you love them? I, uh, I think they should be worn by gorillas <laughs> and no one else. As long as I see that toe cleave. <laughs> Trin, this is an advice show. So yes. I think a piece of advice to give is wear more, more deodorant now. Not you. Listeners, I I mean, I am. You got to reapply it like sunscreen, people. Yeah, you
1: actually do, especially if you are. So I use like the all natural, quote unquote, deodorant by like Tom's. I can't believe
0: that. That's so unlike you. It's um, is it
1: good? You like it? No, it's not good. (laughs) It doesn't help that much. (laughs) No, it sucks actually. (laughs) I'm literally only using it because their material, their packaging is recyclable, and I want to feel like I'm wearing deodorant. But like I also know, like it's kind of bad for you. But that might that might just be weird people who are afraid of chemicals. It's fine. I'm doing my best. I'm trying very hard every day. Yeah, you are. But what I'd like to say is I may switch to chemicals for spring and summer because you want to know what? It's not even worth it. It's not gotta worth it You got
0: to do anymore. what you got to do. I keep deodorant at the office. I'm just gonna spackle my pits. Sealed. Spackle. Spray them up. Yeah.
1: Should we do questions? I, you know, you ask me this every week, and I always say yes.
0: What if I say no? Thanks. I would say I understand we can wind this down. Try okay. again next week.
1: <laughs> let's just let's, let's just do, do it. it. So we're talking about other people's kids this week, which we are actually qualified to talk about because we're not parents. No, we're not. We have plenty of experience of children being around us. Yeah, and
0: I have a Roomba, so I kind of know what it's like to be a parent. You
1: know exactly what it's like to be a parent. Yeah, that thing tries to get out of my house. Wow. So, and just like babies,
0: they're hell-bent on escape yeah. at all times. You have to lock the door. Okay. First question. <laughs> okay. What happens when you just don't want to spend time with someone anymore? There is a couple that my partner and I have been friends with for a long time. We spent two-on-two time together a bunch in the past, a few years ago. Since then, they've had a kid who is currently 15 months old. They're extremely intense, rigid parents whose first priority is 100% their kid. There's nothing wrong with that, and I'm not a parent, so I have no authority to say that they should do anything differently. However, they can however. However, they can only see their friends at their own house and everything revolves around the child's sleep schedule. My partner and I continually have to decline their invitations to come over and we are running out of excuses. I know it seems harsh, but how do we help them get the hint that we don't want to hang out with them at their house? I should mention that we never exclude them from group outings. They always get the invite. They never accept because the baby, but then they are sad because they feel out of the loop. I'm at a loss. How do I communicate that they need to meet us in the middle a little bit? Or am I just being a huge B word? Lay it on me. thanks.
1: First of all, there are lots of words that begin with B, Jen. Butthole. Are you being, a, you're kind of being a butthole, I actually think. I
0: think you might you're being a tiny bit of a b-hole.
1: Yeah, like I, I hate saying it because like I, we all deal with weird changes differently. And like, and we may not be reading how weird this couple is. Because here's the problem. You asked us, how do I deal with somebody I don't want to spend time with anymore, when really the problem is that you are judging them for the way that they parent and you don't want to hang out at their house.
0: Yeah, yeah. You said, um, you said you continually have to decline. You actually don't have to decline. You just want to decline. Right. And that is okay, but it's an important distinction. I actually think it's very wise to politely decline an invitation that you know will make you feel stressed or upset. If hanging out at their house isn't ideal for you right now, then don't do it. Adulthood is about knowing what situations make you misbehave, and then either not misbehaving or removing yourself from the situation, and you were removing yourself, sort of.
1: I mean, I think you're doing what you should do. If you are not somebody who wants to hang around with other people's kids, if you don't want to stay in the house, uh, you're, you're doing the right thing. You are also doing the right thing by inviting them out. However... I don't understand why you're surprised that they keep on turning you
0: down because of the baby.
1: Like it seems like you're shocked by this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm also surprised that you're shocked that their life revolves around the sleep schedule. Yeah, that is that's extremely extremely common for a 15 month old.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, so so and this could be for a number of reasons. Maybe you were an only child. This or, could be your first friend with ch- with kids. It could be your first friend with kids. So let's just say, from people who are on the other side of this, who have friends of, who have kids of like very, like a lot of different ages. The child, until they're like five, is basically made out of a soap bubble. They are very, very delicate. (laughs) They are sick all the time. They're sick all the time. Do you understand how easy it is to break or lose a baby? Like, incredibly easy. Yeah, I have a
0: Roomba, so I do know, actually. You do. And it's the Roomba, you have replacement parts.
1: Babies, like, you have to actually give them your kidneys because you have the genes that make, like, sense with theirs. Yeah, at least my Roomba has, like, a warranty. Yeah, you can get a new one. You can't apply, well, you can make a new baby, but, like, you can't, like, apply to, like, the. Manufacturer. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're kind of irreplaceable. Yeah, I'm sure, Yeah, <laughs> from what I understand. Um, so you asked some really interesting questions here a couple times over, and I think you, you don't know what you want yet. Because you said, what happens when you just don't want to spend time with someone anymore? Do you, it sounds like you want to spend time with your friends, not at their house and not with their kid. You do want to see your friends, otherwise you this wouldn't bother you so much. Right. It just sounds like you don't want their kid there, which... Is fine. It's fine. It's a preference. It is fine to not want to be around some as an adult, to not want to be around someone's kids.
1: And this is something that, like, you can opt out of. You know, you can't opt out of kids at the theater. You can't opt out of kids at the airport screaming or whatever. And if this is the way you want to live, that is totally okay. But, man, I, I think that you might be thinking too short-term here as well. Yeah, that kid's going to sleep soon,
0: Yeah, hopefully.
1: That kid is going to be old enough to, like, really get a babysitter and leave and feel comfortable for the night. Yeah. Like, that kid will eventually be old enough to, like, go to school, and then you can—I don't know what your work schedule is, but maybe you can get, like, brunch or something. Lunch or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, I'm going to sound judgmental here with what I'm about to next say. Oh, I feel judgmental, so please go. Yeah, but I am being judgmental. I am (laughs) judging this asker. But, you know, they're being a little judgy too, so whatever. Um, Let's talk about what it takes for someone like me to leave the house and someone with a 15-month-old to leave the house. Yeah, Roomba versus actual baby. Yeah, so um, you have a 15-month-old baby, not Roomba. Uh, They have to get... A babysitter, yep. which means like a referral or getting one of those like nanny apps. Um, or that, liking your parents. Or having, being close to family members. Um, they have to pay the babysitter at least like $100. So they have a fee to leave the house. Yes. They have to pay a fee to leave their baby with someone else. And they have to find someone they trust. And you said they're intense parents. They sound like new new, new parents. parents who do not want to be away from their child. Yeah. So that's emotional toll, literally a, a fee toll. They also have to be 100% available with their cell phone all the time. When I leave the house, I have to give Mavi a peanut butter kong distractor, find my keys, which I always lose, and my phone, and then I leave. That, so, that's a lot less. make sure my Roomba's plugged in, and that's about it. Yeah,
1: and you can turn off the Roomba. Can't turn off a baby. You can, unfortunately. Babies are live and online all of the time. Jen, I really like what you went through here. I think that that's like really important for people to know. The other thing is like, okay, so so say they successfully do all of these things and they pay the money and they find the babysitter and they do all that. Guys, I was away from my cats and plants for four hours the first four hours of PAX Boston, all I can think of was, I literally had nightmares on the flight that like all of them died. All of them, cats, plants, all of them.
0: Oh,
1: But you know, which was silly because my partner is very good at this. We literally had a FaceTime session where I was like, okay, this plant looks kind of bad, this, and it was great. Listen, you can't do that with a baby though. You can't really FaceTime a baby. When they are, when they had this baby, this, this is like their first huge investment in like being alive. I don't know how else to put this.
0: I know. It's a, it's a more, it's a big responsibility. Okay.
1: The the baby is so totally dependent on the parents and the parents are not wrong to think that that baby could die if they're away from it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like yeah, it's, God, isn't that scary? It is that worried? That's oh God, trigger warning to all your parents out there. I'm sorry about yeah, this well, episode. Can, let's do a trigger warning. Yeah, at we'll the definitely content warning this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I mean, like, and also, they will be way more chill over time if they have a second kid.
0: Like, like this, as a second kid, trust me, they will give up. Yeah, yeah. I was dropped. So many times. Jen. I had no rules.
1: Oh yeah, like I, I literally I
0: did whatever I wanted because they were just like, you know what? We didn't kill the first one. It was fine. It was fine. So one of the things you wrote was, I know it seems harsh, but how do we how do we help them get the hint that we don't want to hang out with them at their house? Okay, you don't give them the hint. You, you don't. don't have to. I think there's one version where you can say there's one version of this. Turn, let me know what you think. Yeah, you can say, hey, um, we would love to see you outside of your house sometime. Do you think we could plan a special occasion for a couple months from now when maybe you get a babysitter and we can all go out to dinner maybe you need some time off? That is really good. I like that a lot. Treat it like the special occasion it is, yes. like the big deal it is. And then I actually don't know if the asker is ready for this yet because I think they're not ready to be flexible enough to understand that the parents might cancel.
1: And, and again, that is okay. If you have different standards, like maybe you can't be friends with parents of young kids. That sucks. Yeah. For you. Maybe you need a break. Maybe you're like, I'll see you when I see you. And like, and I don't think you ever need to sit down with parents and be like, okay, so I will see you in 2022 when the child is old enough to change their own poopies. (laughs) You know, like you don't have to have that conversation. And I also think eventually they'll get the idea. If you really had to say something to them to just be like, you know, hanging in doesn't super interest me. I really kind of want to see you guys out of your element, something like that. Which sounds shitty and judgy, because it is kind of. Yeah, I mean, you could say,
0: "How about some grown-up time?" But again, they might be like rude. That's rude. Why, do, right. why don't you want a kid there? You have to think worst-case scenario here.
1: I think you also have to consider what who these friends are to you. And once again, you know, Jen and I are being judgy, and we're acknowledging that. And it may be that like none of this applies to you. Whatever, but. I want you to consider what friends are to you. Because if it is that you have these two people that you're super close to that you love and you care about, you could give them time and space to raise their first child. If they are drinking buddies to you, they're not going to be drinking buddies to you for a long time. So maybe it's that
0: you don't care about them as much as you think you do. Yeah. I mean, that is a really good point. What is, what, what are you missing right now. What yeah. do you want out of this friendship that they're not able to give you? Because they're definitely not able to give you more time. You're right. They're not able to give you a lot of flexibility and you have to decide if you're actually okay with that. Right.
1: And again, it's okay to not be okay with that. Like You should choose your own friends based on like, what you need. But I mean, this is going to be more and more of a common problem as you make friends and become older.
0: Yeah. And definitely allow your friends to change and grow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: If their schedules are changing, priorities are changing. It doesn't mean they don't love you, and I we have evidence of that because you said they invite you over all the time. Wow, I forgot about that. Parents of a fifteen month year old are inviting you over all the time. What a gift! I would be man. I that stuns me. That's amazing. They're still trying to make time for you. They're trying to make time for you. Yeah, like
1: um, I think that at the end, honestly, my main conclusion is the asker doesn't care about the friends as much as. They think they do, which is not, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying like, consider if like this was their elderly relative that had to move in with them and they were taking care of the elderly relative and they had to stay in every night and take care of this person, like, would you be, see you on the other side of this? Like, I, I'm, I love you and I'm here for you, but like, I'm not going to hang out. Or would you be like, they're so boring now that they have to take care of somebody with cancer. Oh my God. You know, like, so true. Like, I don't, it's just that they have a new responsibility on their plate. Their life is different temporarily and you're not okay with that. Yeah, that's
0: what it is. Okay, so, ask her. maybe have some honest conversation with yourself. What's really making you upset here? And two, maybe consider doing something I've done, which is putting yourself in timeout. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to see my friends for this weekend because I don't think I'm in a good enough mood. Like, I had to do this recently. I was like, I am so snappish and patient and crabby because when I get kind of depressed, I don't, get, I don't get sad. I get moody. I turn into like a moody teenager. And I couldn't trust myself to be nice to people I love the most. So it's like, no more social time for you. No more no more Twitter for the next couple hours. You're in a, you're in a shitty mood. Yeah. And I don't know if this applies to you, but I like the idea of you making sure that, like, of you just asking yourself some questions about what's really bothering you here.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, I I feel like there's got to be a little bit more to this because
0: of how angry the asker seems. I think there's got to be more to it because they asked themselves a couple different questions. They weren't like, what do I do? They're like, what happens if I don't want to spend time with this person? How do I get them? How do I hint that we don't want to hang out inside their house? how do I get them to meet us in the middle? Am I just a, am I just a butthole? Like there are a lot of, they, they have some soul searching to do before they make any decisions.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think like spending a little more mental energy on this and trying to figure out what it is that makes you feel like aggressive, I think towards this is a good idea.
0: You might've yeah. been just in
1: a mood when you wrote this
0: question, by the way. Which, uh, that is fine. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm in a mood right now recording this uh, yeah. this episode. Yeah, yeah. It's springtime and Trin
1: is in a mood. <laughs> I think our conclusion is spend a little more time thinking about this. Remember that your friends are in a more difficult position to make time for you, but they are doing it and you're not. And that is a really uneven friendship. And you need to consider why that is and if that's okay with you. And then, and maybe you just don't like them that much and you bail. It's like, yeah. fine.
0: Uh, one more thought. Um, one more judgy thought from your, from your friend Jen over here. I almost called myself Trin. Aww. From your old failed Trin. Yay! Um, if you, Whatever you say about them as parents or hanging out or anything in relation to their child, you can never take it back. Oh, God, yeah, they right? They will never forget the mean thing you said about how they spend their time or how they parent. Yeah. Um. So that's why we're telling you take a step back and think about this. Because yes. when you choose, you, you want to be able to choose your words here. Yeah. Which is why I'm glad you wrote to us first.
1: I am too. Jen, I agree with you that this sounds like it's got to be the first friend's kid they've ever dealt with
0: i think so yeah Or
1: maybe they just don't like kids and which is also okay yeah we don't
0: care i don't it's fine by us but you have to understand that your friends do presumably like children right
1: yeah i like kids in so much as like like i as long as they don't have to like you know come home with me
0: yeah temporary temporary hangout times like whatever
1: all right question two question two this is the exact opposite problem yeah I'm a single lady in her late 20s, and many of my friends have kids of varying ages. I have a bunch of friends who are up to five years or so older than me. It's hard to get my friends to come hang out, which is understandable because, well, kids. But the thing is, despite never wanting any children of my own ever, I am totally happy to hang out with my friends and their kids. I want to be clear. I understand that sometimes a five-year-old has a meltdown or a 13-year-old will make dumb puns over and over again. But it doesn't bug me because that's part of learning how to be a person. I want to show my friends that they don't need to be embarrassed if their kids' toys are all over their condo. And I don't mind not swearing and watching Moana a few times in a row if it means I get to see my buds. How can I tell my friends that I'm cool with hanging with them and their kids without being creepy or somehow volunteering myself to babysit?
0: You sound very cool. And I don't just mean that in relationship to the first person. Sorry, first person. That's not what I meant. I just meant it sounds like you know yourself well enough to be like, I don't ever want kids, but I don't mind spending time with yours.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I dig it. And and I feel similarly about kids, although you seem to be like way more into it than I am. I don't want to watch Moana
0: over and over again. (laughs) I want to watch Moana one time and then leave that place. Yeah, I've seen Paddington Bear way too many times because of my nieces
1: and and you you are cool with that because those are your nieces.
0: Yeah, my nieces. Man, I remember I saw the trailer for Frozen 2 and I texted my brother and sister-in-law. They have two young young kids who super love Frozen and their response was, "Oh god, no." Uh, I yeah. was kind of excited. I was like, "Oh, the trailer looks pretty good." And they were like, "Absolutely not." Yeah. They were like, "Please no one tell them." <laughs> Don't let them watch commercials. They're going
1: to have to buy so much new plastic shit for those kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. The good thing is they don't um, they don't have like TV. They just have like access to Hulu or Netflix or whatever. So they don't watch commercials. That's really weird Isn't that good. weird? Um, imagine growing up without commercials. So I did because I, I only had PBS. I oh, like, interesting. Yeah. So like we we, we had
1: obviously the, the regular like TV channels but we were like strongly herded into like watch PBS. Oh. um. So like when I found out about commercials and I started... Wanted stuff, (laughs) you know. That was a weird transition for my childhood. Talked about that in therapy lately. Anyway, anyway,
0: that's very interesting, Trin. We can we can discuss that later over dinner. Yeah,
1: we're gonna go on a date tonight. Friend date, friend date. Okay. Anyway, you don't care, but listen, your (laughs) friends, your friends might say that they don't want to hang out because of their kids, but what that actually means is they are personally filthy and exhausted,
0: no energy to spare. Yes.
1: So it seems like you're interpreting this as they're afraid that their children are misbehaving or they're worried that you're going to judge them they may they may not they may actually know those things. they may know that you are chill and cool, and but if they don't, we will figure out how to have that conversation. But it may be more like, "Hey, I haven't showered in three days, and there are Cheerios dried in my hair from Saturday."
0: Yeah, yeah. And the flip side, they might really want to hang out with only adults. yeah, they may want to get away from their stupid children, yeah. Yeah, so maybe they're like, they know you're cool with it, but they're personally not that cool with it. Right. <laughs> they hang out with that kid 24 hours a day.
1: When you spend quality time, sometimes it logs in your brain as quality time and sometimes it doesn't. Mm. It's kind of the same as like alone time. Yeah. Me and Jen have mentioned before that when we are sharing a hotel together, the time that we spend like in our own heads, but in the same room, logs in our brain as alone time.
0: Yeah, that's like introvert recharging time because we usually have headphones on or we're reading or on the internet.
1: Exactly. On the flip side of that, Sometimes hangouts will count as hangouts and sometimes they won't. So like if you are hanging out with your partner and like watching anime, that may actually log as like alone time in like a good way. When they hang out with their kids, it may just feel like a continuation of the domestic work that they do. So that could be another reason why they're hesitant oh, to have you over and stuff. I
0: see what you're saying, Trin. That's, that's a really good note. Like you coming over uh, isn't a bit of an event for you, but for them it's the continuation of a long day.
1: Like, if you want to take mom and mom out to do shots, that may be just exactly what they need. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, seriously. And then they come home a little bit uh, tipsy around their seven-year-old. Anyway, um, about the risk of volunteering yourself to babysit. I don't think you're at risk of that if you're very clear. I can see how an over-eager new parent might be like, oh, my God, my friend likes kids. Oh, my God, they'll watch them. Oh, my God. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I can see that. Right. You don't want to dangle that carrot.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't, don't tease that. Don't be a tease. Don't be a tease. Don't be such a tease. So like, I think you should say something akin to what you say
1: to us. Like, I would love to see you and I am perfectly cool like watching Coco and eating popcorn at your place with you, you two and insert child's name here. Done. You mentioned this is what I want to do. It's cool to be at your house. Also, it's the two of you and child's name.
0: If you are cool with hanging out with the kid one-on-one while the parents are still home, I would say that's cool. Do you have a lot of stuff to get done tonight? Maybe I'll watch a movie with your kid while you do the laundry or work or whatever you need to do. That's like almost babysitting. I was going to say that's like, that's close. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say for me, I'm comfortable with my taking care of my my brother's nieces if one of them is even upstairs napping. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a big deal. So no.
1: You're so sweet, Aunt Jen. Uh, <laughs> and,
0: uh, don't leave me with them, no. <laughs> um, but like. That, are you cool with that? Maybe that's something you can offer and you might not be cool with it, but that's fine too.
1: And also there's a big difference between, so you mentioned a five-year-old and a 13-year-old in this. You're going to treat those two situations extremely differently. A 13-year-old is basically a human person. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. Like, that 13-year-old, I think it's a little bit more difficult because the 13-year-old might be, like, my parents, like, cool friend. Like, I want to hang over and, like, be a cool yeah, adult, yeah. you know? Which can sometimes be extremely fun, and you might be, like, super into what that. a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Um, and, like, so, but a 5-year-old is different in that that's more like um, a loud appendage. Than a human being at very, that point. Like
0: a very talkative shadow.
1: Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, like you, like um, it, depending on like how, like is that kid in like preschool or whatever, they may not be super socialized at that point. I think you got to be more clear of like, yo, it's cool if you bring your
0: loud appendage. What do you think, Jen? I would say give your friend options. Yeah, make it clear like what you're cool with. Like I'm cool if you bring your kids. Um, I'm also cool if you want to leave them at home. By themselves. <laughs> All I alone with the care. Roomba. I don't care. <laughs> no judgment. And I, like, I,
1: I'm sure your friends are not going to like want to bring your five-year-old to the club, you know. But like, you, I think that it's just a matter of like sticking out a place where it's easy to find a high chair.
0: Yeah, and I think you're doing a good job of being mindful of their situation. You're yeah. like, this might not be easy for you. Why don't I come to your house? Take a hint. First ask her you really, she's throwing so
1: much shade in her direction. Yeah, I am. I'm glad. It feels good. It feels delicious.
0: Yeah. I think your friends will, note, will take note of how flexible you're being. And then you, you can say the thing, and then you do have to live it. Like, I've been planning a wedding, um, and I, I'm, we threw out a lot of like traditional wedding things, but one thing we are keeping is having two small children walk down the aisle and throw flowers for me to stomp oh. on, because I have two young nieces. <laughs> And I keep saying over and over, like, I don't care if they end up not wanting to do it. Like, if they get there, like, I I truly don't care if they have a meltdown or like, we're not walking down the aisle. It doesn't bother me. So on the day of, I need to live that. I can't just be like, what do you mean they're not going to be the flower girls? Like, you you also have to, like, follow. You have to, you, you can't just say the cool behavior. You also have to live it.
1: I agree, Jen. Because, like, if you're like, oh, it's cool, or, like, you have a backup plan or whatever, like, you have to be 100% okay with that backup plan. You have to be on board. Yeah. If you
0: say you're on board, you got to really be on board.
1: Another um, piece of advice from our lives is um, the other night I went to go see Captain Marvel with um, two sets of couple friends and each of their kids. Both sets have one kid. That's freaking adorable. It was great. Because, so here's the thing. Like, so it was the, like, the first time, it was like the once in the blue moon opportunity that it was something that we all were interested in doing. So, like, I was interested in doing it. My partner was
0: interested. All the friends were interested. And it was age appropriate for the kids. Yeah, I was going to say, and the, the like, cherry and pop ears, the kids could actually really go and enjoy it right did they like it they did
1: yeah 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 uh uh the the small uh phenotypically girl child was uh zooming around the movie theater uh landing and like with her fists out being like boom 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 i'm flying and i'm like great i love you and i'll never stop loving you did you you
0: like the kid in the movie i thought that she was really sweet she was so So good loved it
1: So the the whole Captain Marvel thing worked really well because it was something that we could all be interested in and was age-appropriate. And when we walked out of the theater, we saw there was a Studio Ghibli um, festival happening all year long at this theater. And all those movies, those Miyazaki movies, are totally, well, maybe not all of them, but I think a lot of them are age-appropriate. And we're planning on getting back together and going to those movies because we're all interested. So the moral of that story is, You see the opportunity. You have to grab it by the fucking balls and (laughs) and and like take it. You know, literally the way that I I put this together is I just I texted all of the adults and I put it together. I bought the tickets. I had them Venmo me because it was just kind of like, well, how else can this happen? And when when you are the person in the situation that can do it, you
0: do have to do it. That's cool to do the legwork. Yeah, yeah, it is.
1: Um, long story short, we think you're pretty cool. Think it's going to be fine. If your friends are still like, eh, no, I can't hang out, baby, just remember it's not because they th- they don't like you or want you around their kids. It's probably not because they think that you hate their kids. It could be just that they're tired and covered in actual human boogers.
0: Yeah. A lot of the parents I know feel very guilty when they leave their children too. Yes. Yeah. And they know that's silly, but they still feel that way. It's like, hard. Like, mo- like most feelings of guilt, you know you shouldn't have them, but you can't just wish them away.
1: Yeah. And that's something that you kind of learn over time, I'm sure. If we had that question come in, I think we'd need a, a parent. Anyway, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Friendship. If you want to send us a question, um, hit up the old gmails, uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for being our designer. Thank you to Ian Parman for being our editor. Thank you to Alex Cox for being our studioer. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Oh, wait, no. Thank you, Molly Lewis, for being our singer. hmm And now, thank you
0: for listening. You're welcome for talking. You
1: friendship the problem. Sorry, that's my that's feed the cat fucking alarm. hilarious. Don't give a fuck about you
0: or anything that you
1: do. Don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Sorry, that's my cat feed alarm. Very nice.